welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you are here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Good morning and happy Tuesday, my beautiful friend. Maybe today is not Tuesday. Maybe it's a different day when you're tuning in. But regardless, let's treat it like a day that counts and matters because guess what? It totally does. I'm really excited to share this episode with you as I think it will speak directly to you. And I actually had a completely different devotional on my mind to write about today. But then this morning when I was doing some scripture reading, one line that Jesus said in the book of Matthew jumped off the page at me and totally changed my plan for this episode. This devotional is true evidence of how God's spirit will work in you when you ask him to. I always ask Jesus to let his spirit work in me and guide me, and he had me typing this one up fast. I've titled this week's episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast, Your Ordinary, His Extraordinary. Did you wake up on this day of life feeling a bit ordinary? Did you wake up like you do on most days with a list populating in your mind of things to do and upcoming tasks and responsibilities that you don't really feel qualified for and a load of other things to accomplish that you don't know how you will find the time or energy to make them happen? Today probably feels like a pretty ordinary day. Today probably feels like you've got less than you require to make it through. Less time, less energy, less resources, less optimism maybe. But girl, I'm here to tell you today, you've actually got the perfect amount. So let's take a moment to chat about a really well-known teaching in the Bible. The feeding of the 5,000 is a story that you've all likely heard many times before. It's one that can be found in all four Gospels, and this teaching shows up in the book of Matthew in chapter 14, verses 13 to 21. It appears in Mark chapter 8, verses 1 to 13, in the book of Luke chapter 9, verses 10 to 17, and in John chapter 6, verses 1 to 15. And I encourage you today to go back and read each of those different versions of this same story, because you can see the different details that each of the authors focuses on. And in a nutshell, the story goes that Jesus was being followed by thousands of people because he had attracted so much attention by the miracles that he was performing. And at this point in time, he had a crowd of about 5,000 men 
And of course, with the men come women and children. So ultimately, there were likely upwards of 10,000 people total who were gathered with him. The end of the day was nearing, and some of Jesus's disciples were growing concerned that the crowd would want to eat and that there would be no food to offer them. And one disciple even advised Jesus that he should turn the crowd away and send them home as it wouldn't be good to disappoint them when they all found out that there would be no food. Jesus asked one of his friends how much it would take to feed everyone. And his friend's estimate was that it would cost about a half a year's wage to feed everyone. And on top of that, like at this time in the day, where would they even find enough food? To the disciples, it looked like they were going to have to be the bearer of bad news to let the hungry crowd know that this gathering was not going to be catered. But God, girl, we know how powerful those words are in the hands of the Almighty. Jesus knew how this conundrum would play out. Lo and behold, a little boy shows up to notify Jesus and the disciples that he had a meager five loaves of bread and two fish that he was willing to offer. This generous little guy was willing to give all he had, even though we all know that five plus two does not equal 5,000. Anyone else might have turned this boy away and scolded him for being so silly to think that his little bit could possibly help out with this situation. But God, my friend, Jesus graciously took the tiny little bit of food this boy had and turned to God above to start praising him, to start worshiping him, thanking him and reminding him of his ability to multiply exceedingly above and beyond what anyone else could even imagine. My friend, we know how the story ends. In a miraculous twist, the crowd isn't turned away hungry. And in fact, God multiplied this little boy's five loaves and two fish into enough food to not only feed the entire crowd until they were completely full and satisfied, but even ensured there was enough left over to fill 12 baskets. Exactly enough for each of the 12 disciples to leave with a full basket of food of their own. Isn't God incredible? And my friend, he doesn't just do this type of multiplication in the Bible. He's ready and waiting to multiply for you today. But you have to first stop thinking that what you have isn't enough and instead give it to him to use. The teaching of the 5,000 teaches us a number of lessons. And the first thing that we can learn from this example is that you, my sweet sister, have to be willing to give him your ordinary. To your eyes and in your hands, it might not look like you have what it takes to even get through this day of life. In your possession, what you have doesn't look like it could be of any use. But honey, when you are courageous enough to offer exactly what you have right now and bold enough to trust that he will be able to use it, get ready to see multiplication in a way you could never have predicted. If you, however, decide that your talent, your resources, your energy, your skills, your knowledge, your generosity, 
and anything else you've been blessed with is too lacking to be of use to God and that you instead stash it away because you were ashamed that it couldn't possibly be enough to help out, then you are setting yourself up for a huge letdown today. That decision truly determines the difference between the life God has created you for and choosing one far from it. Can you imagine if the boy in our story hid away the five loaves and two fish because he thought it wouldn't be useful? He himself would get to eat for a little bit, but he wouldn't have been able to be the catalyst for the incredible miracle he got to witness where everyone was fed. You see, if you don't offer your ordinary to God, you likely will be able to get by for a bit, but then you'll run out. You'll feel totally lacking after a bit because you will be hoarding away or shying away from what you have only subtracts and divides what you have been given, but it will eventually run out. The simple act of offering your ordinary triggers an abundant equation of addition and multiplication. You can't see what you truly have to offer because you can't understand yet what God will do with it. Second, you have to have faith and trust that he can and he will use your ordinary. Don't ever feel like you have too little and that God can't use your little The only time that you are correct in assuming that is when it's in your own hands. My friend, today is the day to start offering it back to him. He wants to use it in your life. Handing over your lack, your incompleteness, your doubts, your reservations, your ordinary allows him to do things with it that you cannot yet see. He will never turn away your ordinary. He will never tell you that it isn't useful or that it's too little for him to work with. He simply wants you to trust that he can use anything for his glory. If it's given to him in faith, it will be received by him with great gratitude unto you. My friend, I'm going to read to you the verse right now from Matthew that got this whole devotional started. Are you ready for it? You're going to love it. It comes from Matthew chapter 14, verses 17 to 18, and super short. It says, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. Write that down. Bring them here to me. Those are Jesus's words. Jesus wants what you have, girl. He knows what you have, He created you to have what you have, and he wants you to trust him with it now. Third, you have to realize that his math is not the same as our math. It's supernatural and miraculous math. In our human and natural world, five plus two equals seven. Seven is far too little to feed 5,000. That math just doesn't work. It doesn't add up. But in God's hands, Five plus two equals 5,000 remainder 12. His multiplication is miraculous. What we can see from this is that when we are willing to do the natural, God will show up to add the super to it. When we are willing to live our life today confident 
in what we have been given for this day of life and ready to honor and bring God glory with it, then we begin to see his multiplication. Praise, worship, prayer, gratitude, those things all trigger a miraculous equation that leads to abundance rather than lack. Don't ever look at what you currently have and think and try to do human math on it. When you do, you'll likely see things in terms of only subtracting and dividing. And isn't that exactly what the enemy wants and what seems to happen every time we think about our finances or our time and our energy? When we look at our daily commitments and upcoming expenses, our mind starts to go crazy because we can only see what we have right now. And what we have right now only seems to become less when we divide it amongst our upcoming commitments, right? But that's why we need supernatural rather than subtraction. That's why we need divine rather than division. We need Jesus for this day of life, and we need to offer our ordinary to begin to see how he will use it. The fourth thing we get to witness from this story of the feeding of the 5,000 is that God will usually use what you have to not only benefit you, but to benefit others as well. If you were to stash away what you have and not offer it to Jesus to use, then you will have only enough for a little bit. Taking care and thinking about only your needs works for just a short period of time, but eventually you will completely run out. When you are willing to offer up your time, energy, talents, finances, and skills to Jesus, he's going to take those and not only benefit you, but he'll almost always ensure that other people benefit as well. You, my sister, have to be willing to serve others, to humble yourself to others. Using the example of the little boy in the five loaves and two fish, you have to literally be ready to give up what is yours with the intent of serving and helping out other people. As I've mentioned before, in our hands with our own abilities, that would mean we end up with nothing, but not in Christ's hands. He sees every single act of selflessness and generosity and makes sure that it becomes more than enough with leftovers. That means when we're willing to serve and give up our little bit, our ordinary, he will ensure that we are taken care of. He will ensure that it benefits others and he will ensure that there are leftovers. But it's something today that only those of us who are willing to look beyond ourselves will be able to experience. And finally, what this teaching shows us is that God will provide for your needs and ensure there is some leftover. The leftovers, my friend, the remainder, it has an important role that is significant. The leftovers are what we take forward with us as a reminder of God's unfailing goodness and abundance when we are willing to step out in faith and trust him. When he provides for you, my sister, he will ensure that there is always a little more given in hopes that you will continue to use it to bring glory to him. The extra acts as an opportunity for us to carry forward his generosity into our day. 
You see, it's far too easy to take for granted what you have been given if you don't have a constant reminder of how without God you have nothing. The disciples each walked away from their dinner that day with a basket full of leftovers. These leftovers were physical proof of how Jesus can take what doesn't look like much and turn it into more than enough. Each time they looked at the remainders that they were carrying, they had evidence of his goodness. My friend, look around you today. What evidence do you see of his goodness? What reminders through the remainders of previous blessings are you carrying around today? What's in your basket? It isn't empty right now, my friend. Look carefully. The things you are living out today are more than likely prayers you prayed at some point. Those kids, that spouse, that home, your job, aren't they all blessings you once didn't have? You might have grown used to them by now. They might seem ordinary. They might seem to be losing their luster. But girl, they are blessings nonetheless. Don't forget about what he's already done for you. Don't forget about those answered prayers and equally so those unanswered prayers, the ones that he protected you from. Don't throw in the towel feeling like you are lacking. Don't decide that your ordinary isn't going to be valuable. You can't see the miraculous math he can do with your little. He can absolutely use it. But first, as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 14, verses 17 to 18, you have to bring it to him. My dear, with a little faith and trust, he'll turn your ordinary into extraordinary. Do you want to pray together today? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being with us right now and for joining us in this unique way where we know there's a whole group of women around the world, Lord, who are just learning through your teachings today, that we often doubt what we have is enough. And we feel that we are so lacking sometimes that how can our ordinary, our little bit that we have today possibly be enough for you? And sometimes we're almost ashamed of what we have because we think that it's just not enough for you to use. That we think of how awesome and how incredible you are and how could our little bit be enough for you? We don't want to insult you with it. But God, help us to realize today that our little bit, our every little bit comes directly from you and that you can use everything we have if we're willing to offer it to you. So keep us mindful today of being ready to offer it to you, just like that little boy did with those five loaves and two fish in that story, that you can use a little bit to make miraculous things happen. Lord, we ask today that you provide for our needs, that you remind us that you've already gone ahead to do that, that we don't have to feel anxious, we don't have to feel worried. We don't have to feel stressed because what you've got ready for us today is what we need for this day of life. Whether this day of life is a ordinary day of life, a mountaintop day of life, or a deep, dark valley day of life, Lord, you've provided for us. You've given us exactly what we require for today. We ask for your protection today. 
for your comfort and your peace in our world, wherever we are right now, whatever situation we're in, we ask that we find your peace and your comfort somewhere in it today, somewhere in the mess, somewhere in the chaos. Please let us be still. Just know that you are here with us. Lord, we're so grateful for what we've been given. We're so grateful that you're giving us a chance today to show up and to show you what we're willing to offer back. Who knows what miracles will come about from this? Who knows who we can help and who we can help bless today? We ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, my friend, I'm going to let you get back to your day of life today. Remember, extraordinary things come when you are willing to hand over your ordinary. You do the natural, God will start showing up to do the supernatural. It's all about trust. It's all about faith. I hope you'll join me again here next Tuesday. I'll be here waiting, wishing you all of God's blessings from my heart to yours. Bye for now. 